Usually on Health Speak, I take you along with me to meet people who work in the health sector specifically. Today, I'm taking you into an employment agency. Yeah, it's perhaps not the place you'd necessarily think about visiting to improve your health, but could it help? We've had lots of people who have improved greatly with the right employment. I've seen lots of people in work get sicker because of the wrong environment, but as long as you spend time getting to know somebody, finding the right employer, you can actually improve somebody's health. You can improve their health in a number of ways. Um, It improves their mental health. You can improve their cash flow, then, which helps them to be able to get the right food, access the right services. So a job can be quite instrumental in someone's health, not just mental health, but physical health as well. That's Alexis. She's the manager of Disability Employment Services at employment agency CVGT Australia, who is a job active provider. Now, there's lots of phrases and words in there that you may have heard before, but do you have the real detail? Particularly that word disability. What does that mean for different people? We'll get to that shortly, but first, what's another way to explain what Alexis does? I guess we're a little bit a little bit traffic controller. I love it. How does that work? Oh, we kind of guide you in the right direction towards your destination. The speed can vary. We can direct you to switch lanes if there's a bit of work that needs doing. And I also suppose we're a little bit switchboard operator where we connect you to the people in the right services, such as training or employment opportunities or counselling, doctors, that sort of thing. What kind of a situation are people finding themselves in? when they are either referred to you or they come up the lift to get your help? Uh, Some people have no idea what they're in for. Those people are people who are coming to us after after an injury or an illness, who have worked their whole lives, who have gone in to seek for some income support payments and then been told they have to come to a job provider. And this is where the traffic control or the switchboard operator comes into it because you've got to, I guess, work out what they know, what they've got, and then point them in the right direction. What kind of directions are they? It completely depends on the person. That's why sometimes it takes a few appointments to get to know somebody. It could be that somebody needs, still needs medical assistance or still needs some mental health assistance. Um, They might need to be retrained because the role that they've been in their whole lives, such as, you know, building or carpentry, they're just no longer able to do that anymore. So it might be linking them up with an employer who's happy to train them in a different area. Uh, might be linking them up with a work experience opportunity. It might be doing a certificate three in retail so that they can learn to sell the tools that they used to use. Yeah, it can be anything. It's just it, there's no real limitation to what we can, I guess, help people get on the path for. Um, a lot of people don't really realise the resilience that they need to understand their new limitations and pick themselves up and find a different direction, especially if they are a bit older and they've not been, you know, they left school early, grade grade eight or nine to do an apprenticeship, so their literacy numeracy is different. So if we start sprouting off to them, oh, we'll put you in some, you know, put you into some computer courses to help to um, build you up so you become a, a salesperson, that's a little bit daunting. So that's why we really, really need to work hard behind the scenes first and find out exactly where this person's passion lies, where this person's direction is, what help they need, whether they need to come to terms with their new life still um, and um, give them some ideas on some career goals. 
I can just imagine listening to that if there's anybody who's in this situation or they've got a friend who's in that situation. People could be a bit nervous before the first interview or even the second interview. What will they want to know from me? How do I tell them that, no, I just really want to do this thing? I mean, what, what, what happens? What kind of questions do you ask in that first or second interview? Um, usually the first interview is, is pretty formal questionnaires so all the bits and pieces that we need to know to have you as a client so we don't really get down into the nitty-gritty till the second or the third you know finding out exactly what's behind your drive and what's behind your current situation Um, because you've got to build a rapport with somebody before they're going to share their secrets with you to them we're a stranger when they first come in and they have to divulge something that they might be too embarrassed to to share Well, on your side of the table, are there some barriers or misconceptions about what you're trying to do in your job that you're going to need to break down in that first, in those first few few meetings? Um, Some people are still scared to admit that they've got a disability. They're still scared to admit to an employer that they've got a disability. So they do try to hide it. Um, They still try to apply for the roles that they used to do um, and try to push through it. I guess we have to show them what we experience. Um, When I first came into this industry, a lot of employers were scared of the word disability. Um, We had some employers cut us straight off and say, oh, we don't have wheelchair access. Had some employers say, oh, no, we've tried that before and it didn't work, um, as though all people with disabilities are the same. But we've come a long way in this time and I've, I've got a large network of employers now, so I don't see that very often. I've got lots of employers who are very educated and or happy to be educated and see the benefit of hiring people for people, not just because of their abilities or barriers. I guess I'm lucky to see that. We just have to help people to see that it's okay to talk about their disability and admit that there are some things they need to do differently. So many connotations that the word disability comes with, and you mentioned two things there, both the employers, um, how they interpret it, but also the person who may have had something change in their life and they now fit under the drop-down box of disability, if you like. What kind of things fit under disability now? And I'm sure there's a huge list and we can't go through them all, but what are some of the ones that people might not know about, that they can get this service and this help? It could be any injury, illness or disease or actual labelled disability that prevents you from doing something or you require additional help for. So with a a disease, what kind of things might fit under that? It could be um, thyroid disease, could be diabetes, could be arthritis. Um, You could have hurt yourself as a child and now you've developed a protruding, protruding disc in your back. You could have asthma that's gotten a bit worse. Asthma doesn't sound that bad, but some people can't work in certain environments because of their asthma or they develop more complications down the track. It could be a learning disability. The spectrum is so broad. It's not just, I guess, somebody who's in a wheelchair. Is it a free service? How does it, how does it work? What are the nuts and bolts? Um, it's a completely free service. Um, we've got a government contract. So people who are on um, income benefits, they're referred to us because they've got an obligation to look for work and get off those benefits. But we also have people who are on disability pension who really want to, to be a part of the working community, which is great. So, you know, people with, I guess, more significant disabilities who can contribute a lot to the local community, we help to try and, I guess, link them up with people who we feel they would be able to suit. 
What are some of the assumptions that people might make about your industry and about your job and what you do that are, that are just wrong that you want to put on the table now? Um, sometimes employment services, I guess, um, people have had a bad experience. Um, the way we operate here, we're not a one-size-fits-all, we're not a boot camp, we're not going to... Um, you know, there are things that we have to do. As I said, we've got a government contract and people who are in receipt of benefits have obligations. But we, where we can, we really try to work with you within your limitations towards a goal, whatever that might be, um, however far away that might be as well, um, so, that, so that we're not pushing you into doing something that you just can't do. We're really not the big bad wolf. <laughs> we're not here to make your lives worse. We're trying to make your lives better. Um, we really just need people to work with us to, to reach that end goal. Is there a, a specific example that you can give us about somebody that you've helped, which really encapsulates what you do and how you can help? Well, I think I worked out one day I've helped over probably over 400 people into work um, in my short little career. One lady really stands out in my mind as having an amazing inner strength and resilience. Um, she was abused as a young child. She was homeless. She was forced into prostitution. She had so many physical issues as a result of her hard life. And she was one of the hardest workers that I've ever seen. She was really interested in horticulture and we found her a job. And to see her pick herself up every day and soldier on, and um, it was really inspiring. And I've probably got 50 more stories like her, but she was the first that really hit me. And um, she actually helped me personally to see what the human spirit was capable of with the right attitude and the, right, the determination and support. But it just made me see that if you've got the right people in, in your life, you can really overcome anything. And I guess that's what all of us here at CVGT hope, that we are those people, that you are that one person that makes the difference in someone's life so that they can actually get up and they can move forward in their goals. And I don't think any of us in community services are doing it for any other reason than to help people. Um, it really does help you to to push through all the hard times and this industry is quite hard. Um, it just really helps to push you through when you know that you've actually made a difference. Do you know someone who could benefit from a conversation with someone like Alexis? There are many employment services available in communities right across the country. Alexis is from CVGT Australia. I'll leave some details and links in the show notes. And as Alexis indicated... Having the right job can be good for your health and keep you living well for longer. This project was funded by the Healthy Tasmania Community Innovation Grants through the Tasmanian Government.